the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. You've tuned into Black and Right. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. And leading that revolution are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Good afternoon. Welcome to Black and Right. I am Charles Love. And I am John Anthony. So today we're going to do something a little different. It'll be just as compelling, just as interesting. But, uh, you know, Labor Day is Monday and everybody's going to be taking off. So we're taking off, too. So unfortunately, you cannot call in today. Uh oh, that's your problem, Charles. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like to go. So Charles is right. Click. Uh, None of that today. None of that. No today. ish. No, no ish, ish. Today. Not okay. today. All right. But um, we also want to take a different turn here and um, do something slightly different. So, because if you listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that we are all about defeating the left, right? So we are attacking them on things that they do, on some of the rhetoric, you know. And the cultural decline. I'm big on the culture. But I said, you know, we were talking, John and I, and we said it'd be good to take a step back, eliminate all that noise so there'll be no Trump, no no tweets. It's always Trump. None of that stuff. It's just going to be, let's look at the Democrats. We're going to call this the, the Democrat show. Uh-oh. So we're just going to look at the policies that the Democrats have of, you know, recently, like in the last year or so, not like 20 years back. And those who are running for office are proposing and look at them through a lens of do they work? What's the outcome? And um, let you think about what they're really proposing without the noise of, you know, a crowd cheering or, you know, the opposition yelling at them. Just this is what they want to propose. This is where we are now. How will that impact what they're trying to do? Wow. So that's that's this. I believe that's going to be a mouthful. So what's the first topic of, of discussion? Well, I think what we do is break it down top top level and work our way down. Hey, let's do it. Let's so work. let's look at a national level. You know, since we, this is, we are running into a presidential election, we have 146 people on the Democrat side running for president. I lose count of what the actual number is now. <laughs> They're dropping now daily. Yeah, every day it drops. And so let's look at some of the things that they actually say they want to do. And keep in mind, people. I, we are both conservatives, obviously, but so, you know, it, it, it could be a matter of things that we disagree with, but I want to look at it more like, I, 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 don't, I can't speak for John, but I look at things like- Mark Willemeyer can. Especially when I talk about policy and say, give them, there's a section in my book, We Want Equality, How the Fight for Equality Gave Way to Preference, um, about how we have to give the left- their argument instead of arguing with them. If we think that what they want to do doesn't work, don't say call them names or yell uh, or get angry. Just say, okay, that's that's what you want to do. Explain to me, walk me through how that works and tell me what the impact will be. So that's how I want to look at it. Now I'm going to assume positive intent and just say, this is, these are some of the things they want to do. How do those work? 
So we have Julian Castro. I know he's mostly I'm going to focus on the front runners, but I like Julian because Julian is a feisty little burger who likes to say off the cuff things. And Julian says under his plan, 99% of Americans would see their taxes go down or stay the same. So let's focus on that. Now, keep in mind, we're not arguing whether you think it should. So there's some conservatives and Republicans in their car throwing their hands up like, no, I don't want that to happen. Uh, we want more tax. You know, we want less taxes for everybody. We need to lower taxes. And Democrats to say raise taxes, raise taxes. That's not my point. My point is, do you honestly believe that he has some plan? He didn't say what the plan is, but whatever this plan he has that under it, 99 percent of people's taxes will go down or stay the same. John? No, I don't. I mean, you, you look at what the, the Bush tax pl- cut plan was. That reached 99%. But do, but do you see the messaging there? Mm-hmm. The messaging is, what what is it? That 1%. Yeah. We're going after that 1% because the 99%, because it sounds good. It makes people feel good. People politically, they like, oh, my God, he's fighting for the little people. Right. And he's going after the 1%. Oh, right, right. thank good Lord we have somebody fighting for us. And that's why John and Charles are here to give you the, some reality. So for both sides, right? The reality is... If you're one of the people John was just talking about, I have some sad news for you. You could be in that 99% and be making like 300 grand a year. <laughs> so, so when he said, well, we want to go up to millionaires and billionaires, yeah. then according to him, he's going to give that, that family of three, four hundred thousand dollars a tax break. It's not true. Right. But according to him, he's going to make their taxes the same or lower. There are not enough billionaires. Let's do some basic math. There are not enough billionaires and millionaires to get where they're going to go with all the other things that the additional spending they want to do. By only raising taxes on the 1%. So the bottom line is not whether you agree with it or not. The bottom line is it's not true. But I can give you something else here. But, but in, in, in it, I believe it was on, on uh, I forget which t- taxing comp- uh, apparatus, but they said the top 1% pays over 80-something percent. Or yeah, I think 70, 74.6. 74.6% of the tax. Right, and it goes on to another thing. His next statement is he wants to repeal the tax Trump bill. I mean, the Trump tax bill. Uh-oh. Yeah. Right, so, so you got to repeal Trump's tax cuts. Which will increase the taxes for the people he repealed, he lowered taxes for, which is fine because, you, you know, liberals are against it. I'm not knocking that in this episode. What I'm saying is if you're going to repeal that tax cut, then all those people who got a tax cut will instantly pay more taxes. Yeah. But it wasn't just the 1%. Yep. There were people who made 100000 way less than my first number, that got a tax break. So there again, it makes his first statement untrue. But Charles, I'm a small business owner. Mm-hmm. At some point along the line, I mean, I may make that much, but- what do I actually bring home? And, and I think that's the part that they miss out on so many times when they're introducing these so-called policies to affect the rich. Right. It doesn't. It affects normal mom and pop shops like me and you and all the people that are listening on this radio who have those small businesses who are trying to make ends meet. True. That's the reality of it. And keep in mind, again, going back to my premise, give them the argument and assume positive intent. Correct. So I'm going to assume that he really did just want to tax the wealth, the wealthy, the millionaires and billionaires. The problem with that is you do that, you eventually realize there's not enough money, so you can't go back to them and take more because you took all you can. So you go down a level. So you get that guy, the family yeah. that's making just under a million. Yeah. Then that's not enough, and you keep going down. You never feed the you have everyone. You never feed the beast. So I set that up as the we want to tax, but then cause you got to go through everything else that they, they talk about. Everything else that they talk about increases spending. Correct. So then you have to ask yourself, how are we going to cut costs? I mean- I mean, cut taxes or not raise taxes for a large number of people, for 99% of the people, not raise their taxes, and for some cut. And then increase spending when we already have a deficit. So you already have a deficit uh, budget, as we are. 
We're going to spend more and not raise taxes. It's simply not possible, right? So one of the things that they're all talking about doing is eliminating tuition at public colleges and universities. Now, this is why I think I try to help conservatives and Republicans hone their message because you're arguing about whether it's right or wrong and what's, what's the libertarian ideals. Right. Don't do that because you're talking to people who aren't libertarians. Correct. Just, just, make it, just give them brass tax. Currently, those schools accept taxes. Yes. Use tax funds to pay the tuition. Correct. You're going to eliminate the tuition and people are paying the tuition. So if they stop paying the tuition, that money goes to the government. So if, the, if it's tuition free and everybody's paying tuition, don't have to pay tuition anymore. Isn't it uh, technically giving the government less money? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 but I think people like states like Tennessee continue to push that argument because if you, I don't know if you saw the, the recent news about how the Tennessee governor t- spoke about how there, there is tuition free. Mm-hmm. Uh, education in Tennessee. Right. But Tennessee is so much different than a place like Illinois and, and, and California and New York. Right, because these are people running on a federal level. Keep correct, in mind. Correct. So, you know, states and, 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 and cities being, you know, uh, laboratory, laboratories of democracy is fine. But we're talking about people running for the highest office. Correct. Who want to be president and implement this. So they're talking about they want to make it nationwide. Yeah. Right. So they want to say it in won't every work. state. So you're going to eliminate all this, this money that's coming into the public co- colleges gone. But then that's not enough. So keep in mind, Remember, just want to hit this point. We're starting with a deficit. You're not raising taxes. You just lowered some of the income because they're not paying taxes. Then the next thing is I want to boost teacher pay by $10,000 a year. So you have to pay them more money, right? Yeah. Or forgive their debt or give them some kind of benefit that's going to cost the government money. Where's that money going to come from? You. But no, it can't come from me because you're not raising my taxes. You promised not to raise my taxes. But they'll find a way through the taxation laws to find a way. That's the point. It may not come through your pocketbook, but you're going to pay for some some kind of way through the raising of some type of fee, some type of tax. That's how it happens. Right. Okay, so so we're in a further deficit now, right? We haven't raised taxes. Everything's good. Then then comes in our front runner Biden. Oh, here we go. And Biden says he has a his plan will ensure these individuals. These are being the 4.9 million people who aren't covered because of the states who didn't, who opted out of Medicaid. He said, that's okay. I got a plan that's going to give them premium free access to insurance. Is that going to cost the government more money? Oh, good. So 4.9 million people who don't have insurance now, Biden's going to pay for their insurance, but they're not going to raise the taxes. So where's the money going to come from? Again. You. <laughs> okay. So we're c- coming in close to the end of this segment. We will go into the next segment going further with the presidential can- candidates. And then we're going to get down to state and local le- levels and talk about some of the other things that uh, Democrat politicians are, are proposing and simply discussing. Will it work? Can it be done? And where will the money come from? Because that's the key. It's not about whether you agree that it's good for the country. It's can you afford it? So you're listening to Black and Right. With Charles and John on AM 560, The Answer. This is Black and Right on AM 560 with Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right with Charles and John. 
When we left, we were talking about the Democrats' policies, uh, focusing mostly on presidential candidates. Uh, now we get into, we've talked about Julian Castro and Biden, but there are some things that they all kind of agree on. Uh, we talked about, can we afford this stuff without the uh, tax increases? Because very few of them talk about tax increases. What they say is tax increases for the 1%, which we know is not true. And even if it's true, is a really small number of people. And there's no way they're not going to raise tax on the 82 to 99%, uh, especially with all the extra, additional spending they're talking about. And that's kind of where we were. We had them eliminating uh, tuition at uh, public colleges and some other things. So, and, and increasing teacher pay. But they also want student loan forgiveness for everyone. Oh, That's goodness. a big one for Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. So everyone who currently has a student loan, you're good. You know, got to pay for that, right? Well, you know, I mean, I do have a student yeah. loan. <laughs> yeah, I might be okay. We're, we're all about self-preservation around here. You know, I might be okay with that. And then we got here, John handed me Biden. What's Biden talking about doing oh here? Oh, my God. Biden wants to basically, he says, we should go back, to raise the tax back to 39.6% on capital gains tax. Right. So I, I know you hear capital gains, and he's like, that's investments. Those are fat cats. Do you be honest with yourself, though? Do you honestly believe that the only people who have capital gains are billionaires? Charles, if I sell my house, that's considered capital gains tax. Then and you if I don't do something with it, guess who's going to get hit with that? Well, not you, because you, oh, uh, if you, me and my wife. Oh, then you must be a billionaire. Well, nowhere near it. Oh, then 1% then. Clearly, you 1%. Uh, I'm probably in the, <laughs> the, t- the top, the top 99%, maybe? Yeah, okay, no, okay. not the 1%. Nowhere near the 1%. Okay, so but we talked about Biden saying that he was going to give insurance to some, some people. Um, uh, Kamala Harris Uh-oh. has a plan to create a $100 billion HUD administration grant to provide up to $25,000 of free down payment assistance for closing costs. Down payment and closing costs, $100 billion. Where is that going to come from? Well, it's going to come from the taxpayers. It's not. John, you're not listening. <laughs> Do I need a whiteboard? Can I get a whiteboard? We are not raising taxes. Okay. So you need to come up when I give you some more of this stuff. Okay, you need, you to, come up, okay. you need right. to come up with All some right. more places okay. where this money is coming from. It's going to come from the 1%. How about that? Does that work better? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, then she wants to expand calculate So we can go through more monetary stuff, but there's some other things that they want to do. So she wants to expand the um, calculation of credit scores, right? So okay. she thinks that cre- the way we, uh, uh, the big three do your credit scores, which is used for obviously loans and all those kind of things, is unfair because it, it takes into these uh, into consideration things that, Poor people will be less likely to have access to your credit score and all that stuff. So she's not saying eliminate that, but she wants to add some more factors, right? She wants to add. Uh, Are we China? No, no. This is what the hear China. out. No, hear out. She wants to say, why not? Well, everybody pays rent, phone bill, utilities, and all that. So why don't we include that? So if you're paying that on a regular basis, then you know it creates more factors. So let's say you don't have a credit card because you're trying to save money. Technically, you and I, I'm with you there. Technically, you're doing a good job. You're managing your money. I don't have enough money, so I'm not going to waste my money on credit. So it's not going to help my credit score. But if you add these factors, it kind of finds new ways to improve my credit score. Here's the problem. I'm not saying everybody, but you're trying to help the people who are Who's more likely to be late on their phone bill or their rent or all these utilities and things of that nature? You're not saying 
people of color are, are the ones that are. Oh, God, no. I'm saying, I'm saying income people. No, the, the 99%. No, I'm saying income people, poor people, yeah. right? So if you're saying that, let's add this, it may not solve, it may make it worse, right? So I don't have any credit, so it, it doesn't, it's not helping my credit score. But if, I, if, I, if you add my landlord and my landlord said I was late, you add my phone bill and I, my water and I had a, a, a disconnect notice, now you're making my credit score worse. Good intentions don't always work out the way you think they will. Did you see the, the report that Silicon Valley is basically trying to, they're over there doing what China's doing and collecting all of your data and all that information to determine what type of person you will be uh, as far as giving back to society? Well, I mean, to, that's what that sounds like. It sounds like what they're trying to do is, is take us more to that, that, that totalitarianism type of system, the communistic right. type of system, to where they control all of the data, they control all of the finance, and then now you then, then get plugged into right. where you fit as long as when it comes to society. That sounds like, I've seen a movie or two about something like that. Have you? It, yeah, and, and it always has a rosy ending, so I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> uh, beyond... The income stuff, there's other things. So Biden said we, we can and we must reduce the number of people incarcerated in this country while also reducing crime. OK, stop. Uh Oh, let's take the first part. See, he, he's smart, right? These, these Democrats know how to craft stuff. So give them credit where mm-hmm. credit's due. So we can and we must reduce the number of people incarcerated in this country. Now, most people think the number's too high. Many people on the right even think it's too mm-hmm. high. And you think it's, it's something some people have been treated unfair because they have. So this sounds good. But the problem is they're not telling us who gets to decide who gets out and who stays and what's considered to be a high level, low level crime. So they're like, oh, we need to stop arresting people for low level crime. Well, what's low level crime, right? right? Some people say, you know, it's just, you know, standing on the street corner and loitering. Somebody else might say strong arm robbery. <laughs> right. So who's making that decision? But then add on the extra, extra piece, he says, while also reducing crime. So if you re- release the wrong ratio of people, you don't. Reduce crime. And it's not, this is not specifically a Democrat Republican thing. Like, you know, Trump's got his, uh, criminal justice reform. Yeah. And, and a lot of people pushing back said that they didn't vote against some Republicans who didn't vote against it said it might be bad. And they're like, see, this is what I told you because several, no, a, a large number of people who they let out was like, okay, Charles, they, they broke the law and they did these yeah. other things when they got out. But, you know, I, I, I'm a strong proponent of criminal justice reform. I did a lot of criminal justice reform during my time in the GA. And I, I, I get where he's going with, with this aspect. Like, uh, somebody that's committed a DUI shouldn't end up in the penitentiary. Right. Sorry, unless they hurt or kill somebody. That's a totally different story. Um, somebody that's 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 did not pay child support should not end up in uh, a county jail or something. You mean like that's that. not the best way for them to pay the child support? They, no, they won't earn the money no. from the child support. And then jail? you suspend their license, so they right. can't go out and find gainful employment to take care so of. Pretty much of take people. away their life. So, so, mm-hmm. so I do remember a time back, a, a, a time when once a person committed a crime. Once they've completed and fulfilled their, their their time, the probation, parole, they were then granted back a, 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 a sense of normalcy so that they can go back to become productive citizens. We got we've gotten so far away from oh, that's the totally rehabilitative. Right. We, we don't habilitate. We don't even habilitate to talk about we to talk about rehabilitation. We don't even habilitate. I know this because I've seen it firsthand. Um, and, and a lot of people don't would, would you be you be shocked to, under, to, to come to the terms to understand that most cops. I really trying to out there out while they're out there on the beat, trying to help not send everybody to jail. But that's not being talked about a lot. So when it comes to criminal justice reform, I get what Joe is trying to say. But again, he's sleepy Joe. So, you know, do you really think that the way he would implement it, we do what you're saying? No, because because because, again, Chicago is not 
a city in a city in Wyoming. Um, it's not a city in California, you so you can't. You can't use one broad brush. You exactly. can't. And they also want to end Section 287G agreement. So it's the whole you know immigration thing. Let's uh, stop prosecuting, stop stopping people at the border, give them free legal assistance. But unless all the um, lawyers are volunteering, aren't we spending more money? Yes, it's coming from. You. Right. Right. So, you know, you go back to the Obamacare that w- that had an individual mandate and it taxed people or fined people for not. Uh, yeah. I, I, I said tax by mistake because Uh-oh. because fee. the Supreme Court justice said that, you know, Uh-oh. to get around it. It was a tax. It wasn't a tax. It was a fee. They yeah. said it's a fee. We're going to fine you for not having insurance. Right. However, if you're here illegally, you know, here's your, you come in. Here's your toothbrush, your free lawyer and your yeah. and your free health care. But then go and try to enter Canada or try to enter Mexico. Don't say that. And see what happens to you. Don't say that. Go, just try. Go ahead and try to do it. See I, what happens. I assume you can try it. <laughs> it's it, you. You you'll end up in one of their their jails quickly, fast, and in a hurry. So yeah. So they want to say you know don't don't do these things because they feel good, but they don't follow through on the policy. So that's what I'm saying. When you listen to them and consider whether you want to vote for them for president, and soon we'll talk about on the state and local level, you have to ask. Is what they're proposing sensible um, legislation? Is it going to be focused on a solution-based response to what the issue is? And can you afford it? You have to say those things. It does not matter if it feels good and, and, and it makes you think that, hey, that guy cares. That's the Democrat way. Because, look, I don't, uh, again, I don't believe, you know, because I'm conservative doesn't mean I'm crazy. I don't believe and I don't think anybody truly believes. That Rahm Emanuel or Lori Lightfoot or or Eddie Johnson or Triple B, Barbara Burr Bennett, <laughs> or Janice Jackson are racist. No. Nobody, nobody really thinks that. So they have good intentions, but what are the what are we getting for these intentions? Are we getting after 20, 30, 40, 50 years better schools, better uh, services, uh, you know, safer neighborhoods? Because if we're not we have to look at that again. Coming up, we, we continue this conversation on the state and local level. Charles and John, Black and Right, AM 560, The Answer. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right on AM 560 with John Anthony and Charles Love. Welcome back to Black and Right. Charles and John. You know, I like that promo. You know, we hear it, and it's kind of in the background, but he's like, it's the, it's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. So everybody listening, you need to tell everybody about it, because then you'll be defined the mainstream media. There you go. Uh, back to our uh, Democrat show. Uh-oh. We're going to move things on the state and local level. As we mentioned at the beginning, uh, we are recording here on Thursday because of the Labor Day weekend. And as we sit here, we have uh, our new mayor, uh-oh. Lori Lightfoot, this evening is going to do her State of the City address. So we can't really, unfortunately, like we would have on Saturday, kind of break it down what she said, what we think about what she said. But she uh, did speak, has been speaking over the time, has done some things. And she spoke in the last day or two about some, some things, uh, you know, facing the budget. And uh, John is going to tell us some things that she's done and some things that uh, she's planning to do and uh, how that will affect the city. Yeah. So so she had a, her press office release, you know, her first hundred days, which, you know, is today. apparently. Mm-hmm. 
So one of the things that she, she, she speaks about is she created a multifaceted, comprehensive crime-fighting strategy centered on unprecedented city coordination that has resulted in nearly 7,000 guns recovered year to date. Well, she can't really take credit for that uh, because a lot of that goes back to a lot of the things that the former mayor, Rahm Emanuel, put into place. And, and, but yet, all of this is happening, yet how many shootings were happening? This just happened this last weekend? Probably none, because she took the guns off yeah, the okay. Uh, uh, from the criminals who... Well, actually, she said, in her defense, she said crime is down across the board. There are fewer pickpocketers, there are fewer you know, armed robberies. I mean, so murder's up. So murder's up. I mean, so murder. But other than murder... But other than murder, all the, all, the, all the crime is down. Crime in Chicago has come to a halt, except for murdering people. Okay, so she further goes on to say, passing the most comprehensive worker scheduling law in the nation that will finally give lower wage workers and their families predictability in scheduling and f- and fair working conditions. Okay. Th- th- that sounds like money. Um, <laughs> begun reforming and historically... No, that sounds more like dictatorship. Yeah, it's okay. That, that works. We're just going to tell you what you can do with your business. <laughs> begun reforming and historically regressive fines and fee systems in order to help people move into payment plans and compliance instead of into bankruptcy. Or how about just lowering the fees? Right. I, I like that, though. That, that, that might be I a like step that. in the right direction. That's a step right. in the right direction. But, you know, I mean... Right. I, lowering the fees. Well, we can't lower the fees because we're not raising taxes. But let me tell you something. They have such regressive fine structures. Oh, without a doubt. Charles. Everything they do penalizes If your people. grass is, I believe it's six inches or higher, the first phase, $600 fine. You get a Snow. second one, uh, you get another one, it, goes, it can go all the way up to 1200 You know how I know? Because it happened to me on, on a rental property that I once owned in Chicago. Okay. So they want to overhaul, she wants to overhaul the workers' compensation program to improve benefits to workers and reduce liability and claim costs to the city. Another good idea. Right. Uh, achieving patches of series of ethics and good governance reforms. I like, like ethics. Uh, reforms to ensure the city operates more efficiently, transparently, in a way that is accountable. I love is that. Is that word? Yay, to all Lori. residents, which you are a Chicago resident. Yay, Lori. And taxpayer, which you are a taxpayer. Love that. I do have a question, though. <laughs> when you say ethical, does that include uh, taking uh, more than half my money? Isn't that unethical? Go on. Next okay. thing. Doubling down on protections for immigrant and refugee families by issuing an executive order to terminate ICE access to citywide databases and city facilities, increasing legal aid funding by 250000 and uniting with... Uniting with community and business leaders to address fears in the wake of threats. Stop. Mm. I'm not even going to get into all that. It's a lot to unpack. I'm just going to pick out the most important part. Okay. So you say you said something about uh, protecting immigrants. Okay. That's a lie. Lim- immigrants don't need protection. I, this is it's, she, she, there. You go. She coupled that with ICE. Well, mm-hmm. ICE is not going after immigrants. Not legal. So don't say you can't conflate two things that are different. Say they're the same, and then I'm supposed to say, okay, next. Just so, if, so, so I'm clear to everybody, people who come here illegally aren't immigrants. You can think of whatever you want. Correct. You can say we should keep them, but they're not immigrants. But Charles, she goes on to say, in which I think if this really and truly happens, I think you'll see the rebirth of Chicago. Beginning steps towards a comprehensive redevelopment strategy, strategy to tackle years, decades, she should have said, of divestment, this investment on the city's south and west sides, including create, creating a coalition of over 40 business leaders to participate in a quarter investment Reinvestment strategy. In theory, I would give her a 10 for that, but we don't know who the business leaders will be and who she's partnering with. This is so true. But <laughs> on paper, home run, Lori Lightfoot. If this happens, this, this, I'm oh, telling you. it's not going to happen. But anyway, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I, I think it will, no, 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 I think, I think, I think, I think you have to give an opportunity on that because the south and west side of Chicago, uh, I'm from the south side, I'm from Cabrini Green Housing Project. Clearly. Yeah, it, it shows. Uh, but if this truly happens, I really believe you can start beginning to see. And I, I didn't even mention the, the casino aspect. She wants a Chicago only casino. But how are you going to do that and be pro business? Correct. 
I mean, all the other things that be pro-business. Go so on. she also wants to launch a new and improved qualified allocation plan, which for the first time makes explicit collaboration with the continuum of care, resulting in a coordinated application process for addressing homelessness. Oh, my God. That's my Is thing. Is it the San Francisco plan? That, that's my thing. That's my thing. I think this here where I get off my conservatism and, and piss people off. I 100% think the government needs to fix the uh, fix the homelessness problem. 100%. Spend whatever you have to spend. To, this is, listen to that very close. It's the conservatives who said, dump liberal. all the money you can to get homeless people to help and get them off the street. That is your job. Now, I didn't say anything about additional spending, so I want you to take the money from some other thing and maybe you have to lower food stamps or lower housing or lower something else. I'm not saying new spending, but get triage. It's triage. If, if, if John breaks his arm, and I am bleeding from my jugular. You do not give John medical um, uh, health. <laughs> you don't give him medical service first. You come to me first. Wow. There, there you, go. you go. And when we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I think I was clear. You know, don't go Liberal. in. You're listening to Charles and John, Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. Good job. Now, more of Black and Right on AM560. Here are your hosts, John Anthony and Charles Love. I like that music. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the hottest show on the AM dial on Saturday afternoon, Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. He is Charles Love, and I am John Anthony. You know, Charles, when we, uh, last week when we filled in on the Joe Wall show, uh, Last Friday, we talked about left-wing news outlets reporting anonymously sourced stories. And guess what, Charles? What, what, what's that? It happened again. Play, play the clip of uh, O'Donnell, please. A source close to Deutsche Bank says that the Trump tax returns reveal that the president pays little to no income taxes in some years. And the source says that Deutsche Bank is in possession of loan documents that show Donald Trump has obtained loans with co-signers and that he would not have been able to obtain those loans without co-signers. The source close to Deutsche Bank says that the co-signers of Donald Trump's Deutsche Bank loans are Russian billionaires close to Vladimir Putin. Fake news, fake news, fake news. Charles, when we talked about this last week and when we filled into the Joe Wall Show, we talked about this whole anonymous source. And he immediately said, what did he say? That Russia... Russia, Russia. What gives? Well, the problem is that Trump let Putin's cousins and his best friend and his 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 brother-in-law sign his loans, which means he's owned, bought, and paid for by Putin. I guess that's 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 the problem was. I mean, oh, he has evidence. Okay, O'Donnell actually goes there. Uh, what? Because oh, go ahead. If true, that would explain every kind word Donald Trump has ever said about Russia and Vladimir Putin. If true, if true. That would be a significant factor in Vladimir Putin's publicly stated preference for presidential candidate Donald Trump. See, that's what he said. He said that it would explain everything he said. If it's true. He said it would explain. That. No, that's true. what I'm saying. He said it explains everything that we knew about Trump and his dirty dealings with Russia. It proves it. If true. Who and was so now he says now we know for sure. If true. So <laughs> that's all you needed to know. He has evidence. He has someone who knows what happens. He has inside sources that read it. Fake, 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 fake. No, no, no. But they flipped through the pages and they told him that he did it. It's true. So what's the problem? He Whoa. did it. 
Oh, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Thank you, Trump. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Again, it goes back to these. When did when did journalism, when did media become about pushing unverified sources as verifiable news? When did we get to the point? You know, when it got to this point? Trump. When it became anything all, yep. any and everything all against that, that can make Trump. Look at the, what about the bed bucks? The bed buck report when Trump was like, uh, sorry, wrong. Fake news. Wrong. Think about this, Charles. Think about this. We are allowing a media to dictate and control what what is happening with this presidency. Right. Um, you're right about that. And now keep in mind when you, you keep bringing up. I mean, you brought it up uh, from last week when I said that um, that there was um, the report on the news. We were watching the TV at the mm-hmm. time and they said that um, there were sources that said Trump had said something about the G8. Right. That, that he, he wasn't going to go. go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, no, that he didn't want to go. <laughs> You two are killing me. <laughs> They're ganging up on me in here, people. Stop the hammering. But <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. Uh, but what, what you're missing is, I mean, yeah, so we talked about that. And I said, there's nothing wrong with sources. But the sources can't be unnamed. You can't be like, right. well, I'm not going to tell you what I really did. And I'm going to do that. But there was a Mia Copa coming up. You know, you, you missed the part that you, you told me about this yesterday. Uh-huh. You were right and you were going to hammer on uh-huh. it. But I woke up to uh, O'Donnell opening his show by apologizing, saying that he never should have uh, done that, oh. and, and he didn't go to the level of vetting his source that, you know, the wonderful, uh, serious, middle-of-the-road MSNBC normally <laughs> does. No, this is him. Stop laughing. I'm serious. He says that we are professionals, and we do a fantastic job of doing news, and I kind of slipped up a little bit, you know, kind of went around our normal, wonderful process, and I, and for that, I, Juan Williams, you were beating up on Juan Williams the other day. Yeah, I was. Juan Williams came out and I took Lawrence O'Donnell to task and saying, how dare you run with that fake news report? But, but Charles, he, but see, here's the problem. We live in a time when the first thing reported becomes the news cycle. Mm-hmm. And now that I mean, yeah, okay. Thank God he apologized. Thank God Ron Juan Williams came out against him. Yet and still again, now and people want to know why Trump punches back, why he counter punches. This is the very reason why, because it is an assault on him. I mean, think about it. You know, t- t- this is a recorded um, um, show, so we won't be able to really go in, in, into detail. But the IG report was released today on right. today on Thursday, right. and again. James Comey, the breaking news was yeah. James Comey will not be Right, but you know, go back prosecuted. that way. No, the breaking news, breaking news was, it, it gives us both of what we were talking about before. Correct. When you were like, I want, I can't wait for the IG report to come because this, that, and the other. And I agree with you. And I said, but you know, it's two part, I'm a though. cynic. I know, but I said, I'm a cynic. So what's really going to happen? They came out right before people could read it. You know, people are scanning it real quick to get the big, uh, juicy parts. And they're like, they, the IG said that James Comey broke these rules, Correct. but he won't be prosecuted. I mean, I school to Libby, I'm sure Martha uh, would probably have a problem with the, James Comey not being prosecuted. I mean, think about what he did. Think, look, think about what his actions did. His actions created and started the process for the special counsel. Right. Think you, about that. Yeah, without a doubt. But you opened with the uh, o- O'Donnell piece, and I mentioned Juan. It says, I would love to, to play his apology. Tonight, we are retracting the story. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate. But the fact is, we do know. It wasn't ready for broadcast. And for that, I apologize. So here's Juan Williams' response. It seems to me we've gone away from gatekeepers in journalism, you know, because social media is like, who has it first? Who can just make an outrageous statement that gets lots of clicks? 
Then he went on to say, and this was an outrageous statement. That's Juan Williams talking about Lawrence O'Donnell. So whatever you think of Trump, you have to give them that and say that there was a problem with how he reported this. Now, coming up, we're going to tell you about some exciting stuff we have coming up in our next few episodes. Coming back shortly, Charles and John, AM 560, The Answer. Continues on AM560. Once again, here are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right with Charles Love and John Anthony. Uh, when we left you last time before the break, we talked about coming back to in the show with some exciting news we have for the show, some upcoming uh, topics we're going to do, kind of like a, a building series. But first, John has some important things to say. Yeah, th- thanks so much, Charles. It's John Anthony, Black and Right. AM five sixty the answer. Uh, I wanted to, just wanted to briefly send uh, my thoughts and prayers to the Illinois State Trooper Nick Hopkins and his family. Uh, as you know, Nick was uh, tragically killed serving a search warrant um, in um, somewhere in Illinois. I believe it was Peoria, Illinois, and um, it, it really hurts and pains me that this year alone twenty eight officers have been killed in the line of duty for doing their job. So I just wanted to send um, you know my condolences. And just to let the um, Hopkins family know that you are in our thoughts and prayers. Thank you for that. Um, so we wanted to leave you by letting you know what we're planning for over the next three or four shows. You know, when we talked about doing this, we wanted to, you know, it's hard. You're doing a once a week show. In some ways, it may be easier than the daily grind because you got to do all that news. But the thing about it is you have to be interesting. Correct. Right. And talk about the news that happened, you know, and sometimes it's four days old. It's not like you get to grab it fresh off the presses every day. So we thought about a lot of times we were going to do um, talk about issues and focus on those and say some things differently that other people aren't saying some and talk about topics and be able to kind of have a nice lengthy discussion about important issues. So coming up, you know, he just left us with the uh, unfortunate trooper who lost his life. So we're going to do some shows where we're just going to do two hours because we're going to two hours now and we're going to talk about that topic for the whole two hours and and, kind of do a holistic approach to it. So we're doing a police show where where we're going to, you know, bring on people from the police officers, people from the FOP training, training people people who uh, pull data, all that kind of stuff and just break that whole thing apart. Community policing, all the things that, that go into policing. Right. And can it be fixed? Right. And what we need to do, what's being done that's doing that's that's working that needs to be enhanced. And those things that may not be working, we may take a different approach to, uh, you'll be able to call in, talk to those people. We'll be back to our live shows. Then we're going to do a show, about uh, America. So we talk about Trump's motto was make America great again. A lot of people are like, what do you mean by America being great? And I think the issue is most of the people, which is usually the fringe amongst uh, uh, blacks and the white li- liberals who talk about America not being great. The problem is we have flaws, but all they do is they compare our flaws with the greatness of other countries instead of comparing America as a whole with other countries. So we want to talk about the positive of America, but we're going to do it with an interesting twist. Yeah. We're going to bring on a series of immigrants from all over the world, Africa, uh, China, Korea, Poland, uh, uh, Brazil, all over the world to talk about what it was like 
growing up in that country, what they like about it, didn't like about it, what they like about America, because we find most legal immigrants, regardless of what they feel about their home country, love America. Yes. So you'll be able to hear, see the beauty of America through the eyes of an immigrant. Then we're going to do an exit show. Uh-oh. So we're going to bring in Walk you mean Away, Blexit, Lexit, <laughs> the founders of the uh, exit, uh, Exodus movement, all of them to talk about what they're doing to move people from the from the left. And finally, we're going to do a show that says to with different religious leaders to talk about what is their role in the cultural fight that we talk about. Um, so I think those will be exciting topics, uh, great conversations. Please tune in and call in. And uh, lastly, the only bad news we have to tell you is that we're uh, going to be off uh, Saturday of the 7th, preempted by Northern Illinois University football. Uh-oh. But then we're back and we'll be like you say, we'll be doing this stri- uh, series. So we'll be back and stronger than ever. Um so until the fourth, no, John, go ahead. This is like the fastest hour ever. Of all the hours, this, this right? Just, They're all this fast. Just, this, this is just, faster. This just blows by. It's like, we need more time. Come on. Well, we will. Coming back on the 14th, we'll have two hours. So I again, you know, we'll be off on the 7th, back on the 14th with our series. Please spread the word, download the podcast, and listen that way. This is Charles and John, Black and White on AM560 The Answer. Stay, stay safe out there, boys and girls in blue. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.